This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Coming up on 5-Minute News. Eli Lilly caps price of insulin at $35 after Biden pressure. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot loses re-election bid. And rescuers comb wreckage of deadly train crash in Greece. It's Thursday, March 2. I'm Anthony Davis. Drug maker Eli Lilly caved to pressure from the White House and will cut prices for some older insulins later this year and immediately expand a cap on costs insured patients pay to fill prescriptions. The move announced yesterday promises critical relief to some people with diabetes who can face annual costs of more than $1,000 for insulin they need in order to live. Lilly's change also comes as lawmakers and patient advocates pressure drug makers to do something about huge profits caused by soaring prices. Lilly said it will cut the list price for its most commonly prescribed insulin, Humalog, and for another insulin, Humalin, by 70% in the fourth quarter, which starts in October. The drug maker didn't detail what the new prices would be. List prices are what a drug maker initially sets for a product and what people who have no insurance or plans with high deductibles are sometimes stuck paying. Patient advocates have long called for insulin price cuts to help uninsured people who would not be affected by price caps tied to insurance coverage. Lilly CEO David Rick said in a statement that it will take time for insurers and the pharmacy system to implement its price cuts, so the drug maker will immediately cap monthly out-of-pocket costs at $35 for people who are not covered by Medicare's prescription drug program. Lilly said people without insurance can find savings cards to receive insulin for the same amount at its insulinaffordability.com website. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot has lost her bid to lead the United States' third largest city for a second term after failing to qualify for the runoff election in a race where public safety took center stage. Lightfoot came in third in the mayoral election on Tuesday behind Paul Vallis, a former school CEO, and Brandon Johnson, a Cook County commissioner, becoming the first Chicago mayor to lose re-election since 1983. 
Lightfoot's loss signals growing discontent in U.S. cities where crime rates rose and housing became more expensive amid growing economic hardship and inflation after the COVID-19 pandemic. As none of the candidates cleared 50% of the votes in a crowded field of contenders on Tuesday, Vallas and Johnson will face off in a runoff election in April. Lightfoot made history four years ago when she became the first black woman and openly gay person to lead the city of 2.7 million people. She promised to put an end to corruption and backroom dealing in local politics, but her tenure was marred by mounting challenges that faced other major cities as well. Crime rates, already an issue in Chicago, went up during the COVID-19 pandemic. Right-wing politicians often cite gun violence in Chicago, a democratic stronghold, as a symbol of what they see as the failure of liberal politics. Although Vallis and Johnson identify as Democrats and the race is non-partisan, many Republicans on Tuesday celebrated Lightfoot's loss. Rescuers searched late into the night on Wednesday for survivors amid the mangled, burned-out wrecks of two trains that collided in northern Greece, killing at least 43 people and crumpling carriages into twisted steel knots in the country's deadliest rail crash. The impact just before midnight on Tuesday threw some passengers into ceilings and out of the windows. The Greek Prime Minister called the collision of the passenger train and a freight train a horrific rail accident without precedent in our country and pledged a full independent investigation. He said it appeared the crash was mainly due to a tragic human error, but did not elaborate. The train was carrying 350 passengers, many of them students, returning from raucous carnival celebrations. While the track is double, both trains were travelling in opposite directions on the same line near the Vale of Tempe, a river valley about 235 miles north of Athens. Authorities arrested the station master at the train's last stop in the city of Larissa. They did not release the man's name or the reason for the arrest, but the station master is responsible for rail traffic on that stretch of the tracks. He was due to appear before a prosecutor today to be formally charged. The transportation minister resigned, saying he was stepping down as a basic indication of respect for the memory of the people who died so unfairly. He said he made every effort to improve a railway system that had been in a state that doesn't befit the 21st century. But he added when something this tragic happens, it's impossible to continue as if nothing has happened. Emergency workers used cranes and other heavy machinery to move large pieces of the trains, revealing more bodies and dismembered remains. The operation was to continue overnight, with firefighters proceeding painstakingly through the wreckage. It's unlikely there will be survivors, but hope dies last, one rescuer said. You can subscribe to the 5-Minute News Patreon for bonus videos, commentary and more. Go to patreon.com slash 5-Minute News. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. 
You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.